You're listening to the Word Alive International Outreach Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, visit wordalive.org. This week's sermon comes to you from our special guest, Marcus Lamb. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, to God be all of the glory. If you have your Bibles today, I want you to turn in the New Testament to the book of Acts chapter 19. The book of Acts, the Acts, not of the disciples, but of the Holy Spirit. And if you're tuning in today, we are live at Word Alive in Oxford, Alabama, under the leadership of pastors Kent and Beverly Maddox. They have been guests on Daystar before, and I want them to come back, especially to hear their testimony, how they got saved, how they got called into ministry, and how they got called to pastor Word Alive Church. Have you found Acts chapter 19, beginning with verse number 1? And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. Now notice that. These were disciples. They were Christians. They were believers. And he said to them, he asked them a question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? When you were converted, when you got saved, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And he said unto them, into what then were you baptized? Well, and they said, uh, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. They were Christians. They were saved. They were converted. They were believers. But they had no awareness of the Holy Spirit. So Paul said, then what then, how were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then a separate act of grace took place. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit and they received their prayer language, their heavenly language. I want to speak to you for just a few minutes today on the subject, the Holy Spirit and you. The Holy Spirit and you. And I forgot to mention, so I don't get in trouble, after the service, you can take the Daystar Singers home with you, and the best way to do it is by CDs. Joni and the team will be out there. They'll sign your CDs, and Joni has her book, Surrender All, it reached number seven 
on the best sellers list. It is a tremendous book. Has all kind of stories about her and myself and our how we met and how Daystar got started. And then great stories of wonderful men and women of God from all over the world that she's interviewed. And it deals with every subject that a human being will ever go through. I read it and I cried 13 different times. That's how much it touched me. And my oldest daughter would say, Dad, did you tell them about the Daystar app? So I want to be able to say, yes, Rachel, I did. So go to daystar.com forward slash app, A-P-P. It is free. You can get it for iPhone devices, Apple tablets, iPads, et cetera, or for Androids. You see, this is the way, you know, men are from Venus and men are, women are from Mars or whatever that is. Joni has an iPhone and I have an Android, a Samsung. And she's always said, hey, it's a piece of junk. It's not nearly as good as my iPhone. You should get an iPhone. Well, anyway, we have it for both and uh, it's free. You can watch Daystar anywhere in the world with it for free. And you can send in prayer requests that way, etc. All right, the Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit, God, is blowing his breath all over the world. Pastor Kent, you may have heard about, there's a great church in Munich, Germany. You know, most people, when they think about Germany, they still think about Nazi Germany and Hitler and the oppression of the Jews in World War II where tens of millions of people were killed. But God is doing a new thing. And there's one particular church, they're having such an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and such a great move of God that every weekend, hundreds of people are being touched, baptized in the Holy Spirit, slain in the Spirit, drunk on the Holy Ghost, so that dozens of Taxi cabs, long about 12:30 to 1, circle that church because they know there's going to be a bunch of people drunk on the Holy Spirit who can't drive and therefore are going to need their services. And uh, <clears throat> several months ago, Joni and I got to preach in the great Toronto Blessing Church. The Holy Spirit was poured out in such a great way. In fact, over 6,000 ministers from the United Kingdom over the period of time came to Toronto and were touched by the power of God, including uh, the Church of England ministers, etc., who have no concept of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I heard about a Baptist church in America that they sent their pastor to Toronto to check it out. Pastor, we're hearing all these strange things, these unusual things, these crazy things that are happening. We're going to send you on a paid vacation to go and spy out the land. And they said, every day, call us back and give us a report. So every day he'd call back and he'd say, Man, I've seen the wildest things and heard the strangest things. And they said, well, has anything happened to you? No, nothing's happened to me. So he was there about five days. 
and seemingly nothing had happened. But, oh, ladies and gentlemen, you can't always tell by how you feel or how you act because everybody doesn't react the same way. We should never judge anybody's spirituality by how they act or react. And sometimes it just takes a saturation point to where you get all, you know how you know that a cup is full when it actually begins to run over. When it spills over, you know it's full. So the pastor of this Baptist church just newly arrived from Toronto stands on Sunday morning to give a report to the congregation. And as he began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on that Baptist church and over half of them were slain in the Holy Spirit and came up speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. God is blowing his breath throughout the land. Several years ago, Joni and I conducted a 17-week revival at Calvary Temple Church in Dallas, a church that seated 5,000 people. There were 4,242 signed decision cards of salvation that happened during that meeting. All kind of things happened. The Mormons came and got saved. The Jehovah's Witnesses came and got saved. The Buddhists came and got saved. One man said, I haven't been in a church even for a wedding or a funeral in 40 years. Got saved and gave his heart to the Lord. And we would broadcast it live on Friday nights. And I heard this story later how the Holy Ghost swept through the camera, through the television set, and there was a Church of Christ woman who had been taught against the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that that is not for today, that the days of miracles and the days of the gifts had ceased. But while she sat there watching, and the only reason she was watching, because her daughter had come to the revival and had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So her daughter worked a deal to get her mother to watch. And brother, while she was watching, the power of God came through the television set. And that Church of Christ woman was baptized in the Holy Spirit right there in her den while she was watching the revival. We shouldn't be surprised. Joel 2, 28, 29 said that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That means on black flesh and on white flesh and brown flesh and yellow flesh. That means on the Baptists and the Methodists and the Presbyterians and the Church of Christ and the Church of God and even the Assemblies of God. God said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. In Matthew chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight. And this John had his clothes of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Now, see, that's what happens when you become a missionary. 
Your food is locust. You know what a locust is? That's a grasshopper. <laughs> Who would want to eat a grasshopper? Not a fried one? Not one dipped in chocolate? I don't think so. But his food was locust and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and Judea and all the region round about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But then he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming unto his baptism. And he said unto them, Oh, generation of vipers! Or if he'd have been from the great state of Texas, he would have said, Oh, you bunch of rattlesnakes! Who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth, therefore, fruits, meat for repentance. And think not to say to yourselves that you have Abraham to your father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. And every tree which brings not forth good fruit is chopped down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and the fire. Whose fan it is in his hand. He will thoroughly purge the floor and will gather the wheat into the garner. But the chaff he will burn up with unquenchable fire. Then came Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him saying, I have need to be baptized by you and you're coming to me to be baptized. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so for now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And then John baptized him. And Jesus immediately came up out of the water after he was baptized. And behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Will you praise the Lord for the precious Holy Spirit? <clears throat> and if you anointed audio engineers will give me a little bit of monitor, I'll split the offering with you after the service. In John 7, 37, 38, and 39, in that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood crying, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me, as the scripture says, and out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit that should come. John 16 and 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Now, the word expedient means vitally necessary or extremely important. Jesus said, for if I go not away, the comforter 
will not come. And as you look in the scriptures, you see comforter is capitalized because it's referring to a divine person. But if I depart, I will send him unto you that he may abide. Everybody say abide. That he may abide with you forever. The word abide means to live with or to come alive, just like word alive. The word came alive that Jesus spoke. Ladies and gentlemen, we know Jesus made it back successfully to the right hand of the Father because the Holy Spirit was poured out in flood tide proportions all over the world. And I say it again, God is blowing his breath across the land. Point number one, in this message of the Holy Spirit in you is the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, I know when I was a little boy, they didn't say Holy Spirit because we weren't sophisticated back then, so it was Holy Ghost. And buddy, to a little boy with a big imagination, that was spooky. I was looking around, thought I might see Casper the ghost. That's the only ghost I knew about from watching cartoons. A ghost, man, it must be some kind of a cloud or a mist or a smoke. I had no concept that the Holy Spirit is a person. Say that, the Holy Spirit is a person. <clears throat> is that in the Bible? Yes, 1 John 5 and 7, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, which is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and these three agree in one. So if the Holy Spirit is a person, then I want you to understand this. Before Jesus came, the earth lived under the dispensation of the Father. That's all that Moses and Abraham and all those guys and gals knew about. They knew about the Lord our God is one. They knew about God the Father. And it's easy for us to conceptualize God as a father. We have a father. We see the examples of fathers. And then Jesus came and was born and lived and died and was resurrected. And that was the dispensation of Christ. We can identify with him. We've seen the picture, famous picture by Warner Salmon, and we've seen the Leonardo da Vinci's uh, The Last Supper where Jesus is having communion with his disciples just before he was arrested and was crucified. We can imagine Jesus as a person and as a son, but it's very difficult for many of us to imagine Jesus how do you get off this platform anyway, besides taking a run and leap? Okay. <clears throat> I don't want to take that big a leap of faith. That's a pretty, I might fall and break my leg. <laughs> then I couldn't play golf anymore for a long time. So I don't want to do that. So I need somebody to volunteer to be the Holy Spirit. So I choose you, Stephen Rucker because I pay your salary, so therefore, 
if I got somebody else, they might get mad and quit and leave the church. And then Pastor Kent would never invite me to come back again. That would be bad. And I wouldn't get to play golf again with him. So I got somebody I know I can count on. So the most of us, if we could just imagine the Holy Spirit as a real person, even though we don't see him, but now you see him, here he is. He's pretty handsome, Holy Spirit, isn't he? Don't have much hair. That's all right. So most of us, our attitude is we call on God when we get in trouble. We call on God when we need something. Or we call on God when we want something. Needing something and wanting something can be two different things. And so we'll say, come on, Holy Ghost, follow me. But how many know that's not the order that the Word of God says? Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, and you'll see it's capitalized spirit in Romans 8, 14, because again, it's referring to a divine person. So for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Our problem is we run ahead of God because a lot of us were impatient, a lot of times we're self-sufficient. That's why we've been so successful. Some of us are even know-it-alls. All right, ladies, don't go punching your husband in the ribs when I say that. So we'll run off and then get in trouble, and then we're calling on the Holy Spirit to bail us out. When if we would just be led by the Holy Spirit in our day-to-day -day world, when I get up in the morning, okay, Holy Spirit, what are we doing today? Where are we going to go today? Who am I going to come in contact with? Who am I going to have an opportunity to be a blessing to, to smile at, to say an encouraging word, a God bless you, Jesus loves you, or whatever. Give somebody some money. Whatever it is, as I'm led by the Holy Spirit. Listen, I've been riding down the road before, and I know some of this, you has happened this too, and the Lord would say, go a different way today. But Lord, that, 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 that'll take longer, and that, that's not as scenic of a route, and then you find out later that there was a terrible wreck or something. Maybe you wouldn't have got in the wreck, but you'd been held up by the traffic, it, you know? And so if you're led by the Holy Spirit, he already knows everything. He knows the end from the beginning. And see, we, we don't have that ability. So when we're led by the Holy Spirit, and part of this uh, about the Holy Spirit is we need to create, Holy Spirit, don't leave me now. <clears throat> now the real Holy Spirit wouldn't walk off and leave me. Did you see this? This imitation Holy Spirit? You just can't get good help these days. Will you tell what did you say? Can't get good help today. All right, that's right. So, what was I even talking about? Y'all got me distracted in Oxford, Alabama. I've never preached in Oxford, Alabama. I don't even think I've ever been to Oxford, Alabama. Both of our girls have been to Oxford University in, in England, but I don't think they've been to Oxford, Alabama, so I've topped them, haven't I? Woo! So anyway, I was saying something. What was I saying? Joni, help me out. Were you even paying attention to my message? All right, then what was I saying? Well, you were, just, you were talking. I'm going to, no, y'all, I'm going to spell you out. I thought of it, the whole, real Holy Spirit. 
The Bible said he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. And this is what I was about to say before y'all distracted me. That we need to create an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is welcome. Will, will you go with me in my meetings with your burgundy hair and say that's right? That's right. All right. I'm hiring her. So there's a scripture that says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. And when you are thinking about things that are not good, when you're watching things that aren't good, when you're listening to things that aren't good, when you're talking about things that aren't good, when you're going to places that aren't good, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. And he's not welcome in that atmosphere. And you see, the reason you love to come to Word Alive so much is that there's so many godly anointed true worshipers here that sometimes even those of us that are not that spiritual, we get blessed of the overflow. Remember that cup running over thing? Because they're full of the Holy Spirit and we get blessed by the overflow of the other people that are in here. But I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, you can have this kind of atmosphere when you get in your car. You turn that, sleep, turn that song, Sleeping Single in a Double Bed, off. Turn on some good praise and worship like the Daystar Singers. Hint, hint, hint. Go get their CD after the service, and they'll sign them personally. Joni will autograph your book personally. Get a good tape by Pastor Kent Matt Tapes. That's in the ancient days. Get a good CD or an MP3 player, or an iPod <laughs> download. Me and Rachel and Rick would be impressed hearing your daddy say all that, wouldn't they? Man, our daddy's not so old after all. He, well, he learned that from us probably. But anyway, create that atmosphere. The Holy Spirit is welcome. You may not be able to sing any better than me. Listen, my debut album will be coming out when they create a waterproof microphone. Because don't we all sound great in the shower? We got that reverb off of those tile walls, off the bathtub. I mean, woo! We can all sound good in the shower. So anyway, but make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Have a grateful heart. Have a thankful spirit. Just let a, a word of praise cross your lips and declare his goodness, declare his greatness, declare his glory, and just love him and worship him. Yeah. <clears throat> Psalms 22 and 3, Oh, thou who inhabits the praise of your people. He didn't say he just comes to visit. He said inhabits. That means he's going to live in your praise. He's going to take up residence in your praise. And you may not sound any better than I do, but you, when you praise him, it's a beautiful resonant sound in the ears of Almighty God. You parents, you grandparents know when your children, when your grandchildren say something sweet or loving to you, there's nothing you would rather hear than that. 
And that's the way our Heavenly Father is. So we've got to realize he's a person, think about him as a person, be led by him. And I'll tell you another thing we need to do. There's a time to stop praying and a time to start listening. That's why God's word says, be still and know that I am God. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman by nature. And if you spend all of your time, give me this, give me that. I want this. I want that. God, bail me out. God, help me out. God, give me out. Whatever. He'll not speak. But after you have entered into his presence with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and you're thankful unto him, then listen and he will speak. It may be a still, small voice. It may be an inner prompting in your heart. He may direct you to a scripture. You may hear a song. You may hear a sermon. But you will hear the word of the Lord that is spoken to you. Will you thank Stephen for being the Holy Spirit? <clears throat> the Holy Spirit in you. So, he is a person. Let me see if I let any, left anything out. Oh, I did pretty good on that. All right, point number two. We're over a third of the way through with this thing. The power of the Holy Spirit. I said to Joni, before we left, I said, I'm so excited about going to preach for Kent and Beverly because they believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. They're not ashamed of the Holy Spirit. They allow the Holy Spirit to rule and reign and move. And it's not that way at every church. And I'm telling you, some churches, they'll say, Reverend Lamb, now you have 25 minutes. And at the end of 25 minutes, thou shalt not give an altar call. And if you go over 25 minutes, we will press the eject button and you will be ejected. <laughs> oh my God. Joni's saying, I've never heard him say that. I never heard me say that either. You will be ejected from the platform, from the pulpit, and from the building. Thou shalt not go past. Yeah, even 25 minutes. And I, well, okay, I need to be positive, so let me get off of that. The power of the Holy Spirit. Number one, Isaiah 59, 19, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. You want power to overcome sin? You want power to overcome temptation? Then get baptized in the mighty Holy Spirit. And power to understand the Bible. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you'll read a scripture you may have read a dozen times. But all of a sudden, that verse will leap off the pages. And it will become illuminated. And all you will have an understanding, a revelation like you never have before. And you will say, God has spoken to me. And I understand what he's saying. John 14 and 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. 
power of the Holy Spirit to pray for the sick. It may be midnight and your child is racked with pain and racked with fever. Kent Maddox is in Argentina down there, so you can't get him to come over and pray. But ladies and gentlemen, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can walk in there in your child's room. You can take a bottle of oil, even Crisco, and you can pray in the name of Jesus and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. John 16 and 7, it says that, well, in John 16, Mark 16 and 15, I wrote down the wrong reference down there. John 15 and 16 and 15 says, you'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. What else? The power of the Holy Spirit will give you a boldness to witness. Let me just add this too. Let's say a drunk comes off the interstate or somebody that's high on drugs, or somebody that's depressed and suicidal, and they say, where, where is that Pastor Kent Maddox? I want him to pray. And again, he's in Argentina. Let me tell you that if the janitor of Word Alive is around, if the maintenance man is around, if the receptionist is anywhere around, they can lay hands on a demon-possessed person. And if they're powered by the Holy Spirit, God will deliver and set them free by the mighty power of God, anointed to pray for deliverance. The power of the Holy Spirit. Say that again. My God, I'm going to preach 30 more minutes if you keep on saying that. Boldness to witness. I know you don't believe this, but I'm shy. When God called me to preach, I couldn't even, Pastor Kent, testify my way out of a wet paper bag, much less preach. But when the anointing comes on me, if I'm in front of a television set or behind a pulpit and the anointing, it's kind of like underdog. I go from shoe shine boy to underdog, from Clark Kent to Superman. The anointing will make the difference and it'll give you a holy boldness. Acts 1 and 8, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Oxford and Anniston and Gadsden and Birmingham and Atlanta throughout the uttermost parts of the earth. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Finally, on the power of the Holy Spirit, he will give you the anointing to work in ministry. You don't have to be a preacher or a prophet or the son of a prophet or the daughter of a prophet. You can volunteer your time. You can teach a Sunday school class. You can go and visit the nursing home. First time I ever preached was at a nursing home. I preached many times at a nursing home. You can go and visit a jail. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Even Jesus needed the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit in you the person of the Holy Spirit, the power 
of the Holy Spirit. Finally, number three, the prayer language of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I preach a whole message on this entitled, My Secret Weapon. My Secret Weapon. That's what the prayer language is. Is it in the Word? Oh, yes. Isaiah 28, 11, and 12. For with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to this people and it shall be a sign even to the unbeliever a sign and he said and it will cause the the rest wherewith the weary shall rest and it will be a time of refreshing he's talking about your prayer language the great apostle Paul who wrote over half of the New Testament. What did he say? He said in 1 Corinthians 14 and 15, I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. And all of you singers and psalmists, he then said, I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. The understanding is when you're praying in Alabamian. But the Spirit is when you're praying in that heavenly language, the language of the Holy Spirit. Jude 1 and 20. But you, beloved, building up yourselves in the most holy faith. How do you build up yourself? How do you strengthen yourself? How do you empower yourself? By praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the heavenly language. Now, let me tell you what the benefits are, and we'll be through with this thing. First of all, one word in the heavenly language could be worth 10,000 words in the English language. Let me ask you this. How in the world are you going to adequately communicate to somebody who has no beginning and has no end. That we don't even have the vocabulary to describe how great he is, how awesome, how magnificent, how marvelous, how powerful. But guess who knows? Woo! How to describe him, how to talk to him, how to magnify him. The Holy Spirit does when he speaks through you. Romans 8.28 is one of the most popular scriptures in the Bible. Most of us quote it this way. All things work together for the good of them who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. And a lot of times we'll say kind of the Spanish version, que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. And we just have this kind of fatalistic attitude. Well, God's in control, and I don't have anything to do with it. And, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and I don't have any kind of influence. But when you study the Greek language that it was, the New Testament was written in, it says this way. All things are working together. For the good of them who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. 
working is a present progressive verb of continuing action. So let's, I, you know what? I didn't do good in English. I really didn't like conjugation. What is conjugation? I can't even say the word, much less know what it means. In Spanish, it's the worst. They have nine tenses for each verb. Nine. I can't even figure out the one in English. The tenses and the conjugation. Look, I said it right. Not congregation, conjugation. Any English teachers in here, if there are, I apologize for my ineptness, but I did graduate and it wasn't social promotion. So all things are working together. So let's look at tenses of verbs. I ran down the street last week. That's past tense. I'm going to run in the Boston Marathon. Not that's future tense. But if I say, I'm running, I'm running right now, it's happening right now, but it's continuing to happening. So when it says all things are working together for your good, let me give an example. You get sick, you go to the hospital, can't afford a private room, so you're in there with somebody else, and there's a veil, a curtain between you, semi-private, I guess. That person's a heathen. You get to talking about the goodness of the Lord. My brother's laughing at me. Do you, are you connected to the lady with the burgundy hair? How many years? 36. 36? All right, then I'm, you're a good guy because I like her. So anyway, you witness to the heathen in the bed on the other side of the veil, and they get saved. Oh, a plus B equals C. It was God's will that I got sick, so I went to the hospital, witnessed to the heathen, and the heathen got saved. No. God only does good things. He doesn't do bad things, but he can take lemon and turn it into lemonade. He can take a bad situation and turn it to a good situation, something I've never said or heard. He can turn it into a God situation because all things are working. So even if something bad happens to you, maybe you're getting fired from your job, but God's already got it set up because he's going to give you a better job. He's going to give you one with more responsibility and more money and more authority. He can take the bad and turn it into the good. So why, without going too long on that, why does that happen? Well, when you study the Bible, you have to study it in context. Who is doing the speaking? Who are they talking to? What was the situation? And you have to look at the verses before and after, the chapter and the whole book to figure it all out. Well, look at this. Oh, this is so good. Here's the reason that verse 28 works, that all things work together for the good of them who love God. Verse 26, likewise, the Spirit helps our, in the good old King James that was good enough for Paul and Silas, it says infirmities. But in the new modern, new King James, it says helps our weaknesses or limitations. We all are limited. God is unlimited. And so what are our limitations? When we know not what we should pray for, 
limited knowledge. I don't know everything that's best for me. There may be cancer in my body right now, and I don't even know it. So I can't pray for that in English because I'm not aware. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I may wreck my car. I may lose my job. Joni, don't fire me from Daystar. I may, uh, my house may burn down. Who knows? I don't know about tomorrow, but there's one who holds tomorrow in the palm of his hand. There's one who knows the end from the beginning. And when you pray in the Holy Ghost, he's already praying concerning the things you don't even know about. Even when you don't know what's best for you. And then it says, when we know not what we should pray for as we should, he makes intercession for us. Now notice that. It didn't say the Holy Spirit is a messenger that just takes our want list or our wish list to God. He's not just an errand boy, but the Bible says he goes before the very throne room of God. Have you ever felt like your prayers were bouncing off the ceiling? God went on vacation. He turned his cell phone off. Or he changed his number and didn't notify you. But when you pray in the heavenly language, your prayers are reverberating off of the ceilings of heaven, off of the golden streets, off of the pearly gates. And your prayers are in the very throne room of God and the Holy Spirit himself goes up to God and he intercedes just like a divine lawyer. He pleads your case before the Father and the Son. We have limited understanding of God. We don't know how to always talk to God, but the Holy Spirit has existed eternally with the Father and the Son. They are very well acquainted, those three. So he goes up to them. He knows what to say to the Father. He knows what to say to the Son, and he intercedes like a million-dollar lawyer just for you. And then here's the coup de grace. Woo! Almost everybody says, how can I know the will of God? How can I be in the will of God? Well, it says not only does he make intercession, but he does it according to the will of God. So ladies and gentlemen, when you use your prayer language, your heavenly language, you are automatically praying in the will of God. I wish somebody clap your hands and praise the Lord. <laughs> And if the musicians of Word of Life would come, I am now closing. And I am not an exaggerator, liar, preacher like some who close 45 times. <laughs> I will have one closing. Our pilots are here. We only have one landing. It's not good to hit the runway and bounce up fly a little ways and come down and land again. Is that right? Please don't do that. Please, please, please. Just one landing. So one closing. So it's so awesome. Because then it says, with groanings which cannot be uttered. In other words, you can't utter these words in your own mind. 
in your own ability. They're not learned words. They weren't taught by your parents or your grandparents or by your English teacher or your Spanish teacher. They come from the classroom of heaven. And a language that we don't know. And oh, guess what? You may not know what you're saying, but two good things. Number one, God knows what you're saying. And number two, na-na-na-na-boo-boo, the devil doesn't know what you're saying. Yes! When you pray in the heavenly language. Listen, if you're praying in English, the devil's eavesdropping. He knows every care, every heartache, every fear, every worry you have. So how strategic. Why do you think the CIA has all this secret way of doing stuff and communicating? God's got his own secret agents. You're his secret agents. And your secret code is the Holy Spirit language. So thank God today. Let me just share two or three more verses. Psalms 92 and 10, I will be anointed with fresh oil. You know what that tells me? You could have some stale oil. You know what? That, they use the uh, olive oil. But if you get olive oil that's really old, you take the lid off of that stuff and smell it. It stinks. It's a stale smell. So we need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. We need a fresh encounter. We need to go and dip a, another time and be refreshed. The scripture even says that the disciples were refilled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts 3.19, I'll let that be the last verse so I could do a lot more. Until the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. That's what Word Alive is all about. You come in here, you learn, you get energized, you get refreshed, you get recharged that you might go out there in that workaday world and be examples and let your light shine and be used by God and live victoriously through the week and then you come back and you get refreshed all over again. It's a filling station. If you have to keep refilling your automobile with fuel if you have to keep refilling your body with food and you have to keep refilling your bank account with money how much more do you need to be refilled with the power of the Holy Spirit in your life so here's the conclusion just because you get saved doesn't mean you're baptized in the Holy Spirit Come up here, Pastor Ken. I'm going to do one more thing. Don't try to jump up here. I know you're young and athletic. Don't show off. Walk around. There you go. He could have leaped tall buildings with a single bound. This guy could have. I want to give you the, the most simple illustration. I'm sure somebody else has done this, but I've never seen anybody do it this way but me. The scriptures... Many times use water as a metaphor for the Holy Spirit. Getting baptized in water 
is like getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. So when you get saved, the Holy Spirit does come into your heart. Okay? Let's pretend this is the water baptistry tank. Where is y'all's water baptistry? Does it have any water in it? It does. Well... Joni, you don't want me to get my suit all wet, do you? Let's just pretend that this is it, okay? It's right over there if you need to go for the real thing. So if I'm standing in the water, and here's the baptizer, and I'm the baptizee, the water is the Holy Spirit. But just because I'm standing in the water baptistry doesn't mean I've been baptized, does it? Mm. I'm saved. Holy Spirit's in my heart. He's got my heart. But if I haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, he probably doesn't have my mind, my will, my emotions, my talent, my wow. energy, my ability, wow. my thoughts, my tongue. You know, the Bible says the tongue is the most unruly member of the body. Mm. That's probably why God used the tongue as the... Evidence of the Holy Spirit, because if you can yield the most uncontrollable part of yourself to God, then surely you can yield all the things that aren't as difficult as that tongue. An evangelist friend of mine years ago said a woman came up to him and said, Brother McDowell, will you pray that I can get my tongue on the altar? He looked down at her and said, how long is your tongue? So I'm in the water, but to be baptized in water and to be baptized in the Holy Spirit is not just up to the baptizer. He's already willing and able. He wants to give me this gift. But if I don't yield, I'm not going to get baptized. All right, so act like you're going to baptize me. See, I'm not yielding. Not yet. He's trying to baptize me. I'm not yielding. But then if I trust him, you know, he's not old and decrepit. He's pretty young. I think he could baptize me and not drop me. Mm. All right, so I'm going to trust him. I just got to let myself go. Oh, don't drop me now, Kent. My God. <laughs> he almost dropped me. I got witnesses. Lawsuit, lawsuit. <laughs> this is such a great guy. So what I'm saying is there is a conscious physical, willful act on your part to be baptized in water and to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I say, prove it. Glad you asked. In Acts chapter 2, verse 4, and they began to speak as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Now, the they is that 120 people in the upper room. The they is not the Holy Spirit. We think that the Holy Spirit is just going to come down and forcefully take over our mouth, our tongue, our throat, our voice, and speak without us having any participation. Well, it's just like baptizing the water. You don't just get in there and then you're slain in the Spirit and get baptized in water. I guess God could do that, but I've never seen that happen. God says, I want the baptizee to participate by yielding. Like Joni's book, Surrender All. So they, the people, began to speak. 
All the Holy Spirit did was give them the utterance. What is utterance? It can be sound. It can be syllables. It can be phrases. I heard about somebody that just got one little word, and that's all they got. Then somebody that got a sound, and it sounded bad. Have you ever heard the aborigines in Australia? It's grunts and groans. It's not a beautiful language, but it's a language. It doesn't matter how many words you say or what it sounds like. It's that you're yielding that most uncontrollable part of your body to God. And this is what I'm going to tell you, and then we're going to come and pray. I've seen this happen generally one or two ways. One, I have heard of people that have been down there praying, and then they hear that word, that sound, that phrase, that syllable in their spirit, and then they speak it out. You say, well, I'm afraid that the, well, what if that's me? Or what if that's the devil? Well, it can't be the devil because the devil will never give you anything good. And Luke 11, 9, 13 says, if you then being evil give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that walk uprightly before you? If you're sincere and earnest, God's not going to let the devil give you a counterfeit. And it's not going to be you. You say, prove it. Man, I would have been a good lawyer, and I wanted to be one until God called me to preach. So now I'm in the courtroom of heaven. Well, it can't be you, because you don't normally go around thinking up strange sounds and words in your mind, do you? If you do, you need to check in at the institution. Or get some medication or come to the altar and get delivered. Most people don't go around thinking up crazy things. So if you're hearing it in a time of prayer of seeking God, it's not the devil and it's not you. So then you yield by just speaking out because he's giving it to you. And they begin to speak as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit gave it to them. Maybe they heard it and they spoke what they heard. And then here's the other way. Brother Hagin used to say, and Joni and I kid about it all the time, that's one way, but not the only way. Dad Hagin would say that. Here's the other way. You're there praying. You're worshiping God. You feel the presence of God coming all over you. Remember, the Holy Spirit's already in your heart. You can begin to feel something rising up like an artesian well, like a free-flowing spring. The presence of God is on you. When that happens, you need to stop speaking in English. Remember I told you a while ago, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman by nature. He won't interrupt you. If you keep saying glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, he will not interrupt you, and you will never speak in tongues. But once you feel his presence, where, where did my baptizer go? Come here. You're about as bad as that Holy Spirit. Come on over here. I'm still in the baptistry. And you about dropped me a while ago, too. We're not trying that again until we practice it some more. When the Holy Spirit, you sense his presence. Just like getting baptized in water, I got to trust him, don't I? I got to trust he's not going to drop me. And trust he's not going to hold me under too long.
So when you sense his presence, quit speaking in English. Open your mouth. Let your tongue just begin to go the way the Holy Spirit is directing it. And then just give sound to it and saying, okay, I'm yielding like I yielded my body to get baptized. I'm yielding my tongue and my mouth and my sound. Because again, the whole thing is that you're yielding, that you're yielding, that you're yielding, that you're yielding yourself totally to the Lord. I want everybody to stand. Everybody stand. If you have never prayed in your prayer language and you would like to, you want the second greatest gift after salvation that you could ever get more priceless, more precious, more valuable than anything other than salvation. Joni says it brilliantly. Salvation prepares you for the life to come. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit prepares you for the life right now, the here and now. If you want that power in your life, you want the Holy Spirit to be real, you want to be in God's will, you want to know God's will, you want the Holy Spirit to pray according to the will of God, you want the Holy Spirit to make your prayers known before the Father and the Son in the very throne room of God, and you want him to intercede on your behalf, and you want him to pray in God's perfect will for your life. If you've never spoken in tongues, if you've never prayed in your prayer language, then I want you to step out from where you are and I want you to come to this altar and I want you to do it now and I want you to do it quickly in Jesus' name because the Holy Spirit is going to fill you through and through today. Come on quickly in Jesus' name. I want all God has for me. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want my prayer language. I want my secret weapon that God says I can have. Come right now. Come on. You're going to be so glad. You're going to be so happy that you come. There's still about 25 more people. Come on. You're, this is fantastic. You're going to love this. You don't have to understand it all. Listen, I've been preaching for 43 years. God has helped me to memorize over 7,000 scriptures, and I still don't understand all of this. I think that's because God wants us to always be dependent on him. He's not going to let any of us know all about it till eternity. In eternity, we'll know all things. But not until then. That's why we need the Holy Spirit as our teacher. He'll teach you all things. Anybody else? You say, Marcus, I don't know about all of that. But I am hungry for more of God. I'm thirsty for more of the Holy Spirit. I want more of God's presence and God's power in my life. If that's the desire of your heart, then I want you to come down here. And then there's a second wave that needs to come. If you haven't heard the Holy Spirit speak through you in the last 30 days, doesn't mean you're not still baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you need a fresh touch. You need to be renewed in the Holy Spirit. Really, a believer shouldn't ever let a day, 24 hours go by that you don't yield to the Holy Spirit 
But remember the key of what I taught you. You've got to create an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is welcome. And you've got to yield for the Holy Spirit to speak. If you just say, Marcus, I need to be refilled. I need to be renewed. I need a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Come on down here and join these, would you? You say, well, somebody might think I'm backslidden. No, they're not. They're going to think, man, there's a man, a woman, a young person that's sincere and is hungry for God and wants more of God. They're going to be impressed that you came down here with a hungry heart and a thirsty soul. That's what I think about you, and I know that's what God thinks about you. And if God thinks that about you, it doesn't even matter what everybody else thinks anyway, does it? Hallelujah, hallelujah. What an atmosphere to receive. And I walked in here a while ago, Pastor Kent Maddox, just walking down the hall. And hearing the high praises of God, it was reverberating down the hall, and that guy's name was John. Where did John go that brought me in here? John brought me in here, and I thought, man, this is a church that knows how to praise and knows how to worship and knows how to enter in and how to press in and move close to God. This is the kind of atmosphere where God shows up and God shows out. Well, I'm going to tell you this. He's not just going to give you this gift just to feel good and so you can be spiritual, but it's for a purpose to use you. Joni said this. I should split the offering with her. I keep quoting her. She said that something in your life is connected to somebody else, the purpose God has in you is going to dramatically affect somebody else. So if you don't yield to God's purpose for your life, then there's others, they're going to miss out on something. So there's somebody, somebody's watching you, somebody is being influenced by you, somebody you may have not even met yet, and you're the only one that's going to be able to reach them for Christ. And the way you're going to do that is if you've got the power of the Holy Spirit. So this book, and I'm not trying to make a commercial, but it's called Surrender All. Well, I like that part in the Bible when it says, I will lift up my hands in the sanctuary. Well, you know what lifting your hands up means? That means I surrender. I give up. That's what the... the the bad guys do when the cops come. I give up. I surrender. That's what you're saying to God when you lift your hands. You know what else lifting your hands says? I will lift my hands unto the Lord from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from him who made heaven and earth. When you lift your hands, you're not only surrendering, you're declaring you're my source. You're my strength. You're my help. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So lift those hands like lightning rods. And when the lightning of God comes down, it'll strike you. And you won't just be touched, you'll be changed. We are changed, 1 Corinthians 3.18, from glory to glory. The glory is the manifest presence of God. Begin to worship him. Let our praise begin to escape from your lips.
Let worship come forth from your heart right now. Hallelujah is a universal word of praise. You could say when, when Pastor Maddox goes to Argentina, he can say hallelujah and they'll know what he's saying. It's the highest word of praise from men to God. Hallelujah. 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 I worship you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Now let the volume rise just a little bit. The Bible says to cry aloud like a trumpet and spare not. Lift your voice like a trumpet and cry aloud to God. I tell you, the Holy Spirit's falling right now. I want people that are already baptized of the Holy Spirit, come and stand behind these people. Come and stand behind them. Come and stand and to say, I'm with you. I'm praying with you. I'm believing with you. You add your anointing to theirs and the anointing is gonna increase in this place in Word Alive Church today in Oxford, Alabama. Hallelujah. Do you have some anointing oil? Can you get me some? People are already being baptized in the Holy Spirit. People are already beginning to worship God in their prayer language. Open your mouth and let your tongue go and just speak out either what you're hearing or what you're feeling. Yield that mouth. Just let that tongue and that mouth be surrendered to God. Just like getting baptized in water. Mighty God, Lord, as I lay my hands on this girl, she's going to experience the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Fill her, Lord, to overflow. Honey, just open your mouth to speak it out. That's the Holy Spirit filling you right now to overflow. Yes, yes, fire of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Feel in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Now touch him, Lord. From the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. Feel him to overflow. Speak out what God's given you. Speak it out. Lord, I take this oil, which is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. I lay my hands on this lady. Lord, this is one of your daughters, one of your children, one of God's girls. Satisfy the desire of our, feel her right now. Feel her right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Young lady, just lift your hands up to the Lord. Just lift them up, close your eyes. Get your mind off of me and just get it on the Lord. Just begin to worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Fresh touch of the Holy Spirit fall upon her right now. Feel the Lord to overflow. That's the Holy Spirit beginning to rise up within you. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. I encourage you just to open your mouth out and speak out what you're feeling. Speak it out. That's it. That's all about God. That's the Holy Ghost. Fill in Jesus' name. Now, fill him more with the power of the Holy Spirit. Touch him, my Lord. 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 
speak out of his Spirit all over again. Speak out. Open your mouth and speak it out. Shanda He sees the tears that are falling from your eyes today. Now, in Jesus' name, speak it out. That's the Holy Ghost. Now, in Jesus' name, touch him, Lord. Touch in Jesus' name. Touch in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Through and through in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Listen, there's enough saturation of the Spirit of God. Think about it. Say, God, I want to be like a sponge that's put in a bucket of oil. There's a point where you're gonna be saturated and that sponge is just gonna ooze out that oil and oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. You're at that place now. Some of you just need to close your eyes and open your mouth and begin to speak out either what you're hearing or what you're feeling. Just speak it out, yield to the Holy Spirit. Yield to the precious Holy Spirit all over this building. If you're already baptized in the Holy Spirit, you do the same thing. Lift your hands and open your heart and open your mouth, yield your tongue. Let the Holy Spirit offer a prayer or a praise or even a song of the Spirit. I worship you, O God. Shandi ala la la ba kaya ndo la 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 bosi kuri anda la 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 masai. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. I receive, Lord. I receive, Lord. I receive, Lord. I challenge you. Open your mouth now. Speak out. Speak it out in the name of Jesus. I tell you, the Holy Spirit, come here, honey. The power of God is all over you. The hand of God is on your life. That's why the devil has come against you so strong. There's been twice that he's even tried to kill you, but God spared your life for a reason. And he brought you here today to receive the life-giving flow of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Receive now. Speak out what he's given you. There it is. Yes! Yes! In Jesus' mighty name. Flow, Lord, like a river. In Jesus' name. Receive it. Lay your hand on that lady's head right now. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. Honey, just close your eyes. You are very special to the Lord. Just close your eyes and listen what the Lord is saying through me. You're very special to the Lord. You're like a young flower in his sight. 
And there is so much destiny and purpose on your life that if God were to show you all of it right now, you would be amazed. You might even be scared because how great it, it will be. But he's saying, now I am touching you and I am preparing you and I am filling you with the joy and the power that you may grow in me and be prepared to work the works of God in days to come. In the name of Jesus, receive all that God has for you. My goodness, that's such an awesome power of the Holy Spirit. Oh my goodness gracious. Receive, receive, receive in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody, stand, Joe, stand behind him. Lift your hands up high. Lift them up, both son. Listen, if you won't receive the deeper things of God, the Bible says the violent take it by force. You've got to become militant about the things of the Lord. God, I'm standing here today in my father's house. Lord, I'm one of your children. I'm one of your sons. And God, I know you want to give me this gift. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Mighty name. Now, touch your Lord. Receive it. Touch in Jesus' name. Toque fresco. Toque fresco. Ahora. In Jesus' name, that's the power of God. Touch in the name of God. Lord, flow like a mighty river, like an artesian well, flow through her very being. Fill her mind and heart to overflow. In the name of Jesus. Lord, touch her sin, healing in her body and the power of the Holy Spirit in her heart. Now, in Jesus' name, now receive all that God has for you. I need some of you helping me stand behind these people. Touch, fire of the Holy Ghost. Touch, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God, touch this man. Make him a mighty man of God in the name of Jesus. Fire of God flow through his heart. In Jesus' name, God, a great team together. Honey, God has touched you so greatly today. Lift your hands up. The overflow that was on hers coming on you. In Jesus' name, God, I receive it. Hallelujah! Yes, yes, Lord. In Jesus' precious name. Let me just get through here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, oh God, yes, oh God, yes! He has touched you mightily, praise the Lord. I want Pastor Kent Maddox to come. Do go out and see Joni and the singers. I want you to purpose at least over the next seven days. God, I'm not gonna let 24 hours pass without using my secret weapon. And Pastor Kent, there's a few, they didn't receive all of the fullness, most of them did, but don't be surprised. 
you may have a dream tonight or this week about receiving the Holy Spirit. You may wake up speaking in tongues. Or you may dream that you're speaking in tongues. You may be riding down the road and you begin to praise the Lord and the Holy Spirit fullness comes. If you love and appreciate Pastor Kent and Beverly Maddox, would you give him a great big God bless you today. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Visit wordalive.org for more content from Word Alive International Outreach.